0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all the dolphins finally hired their new head coach the heat are trying to get over 500 on their road trip and we make our super bowl predictions it's time to take a ride y'all let's go Bro, let me tell you this thing is heavy. I, I didn't I thought the metal was going to be like, you know, fufu, right? But this shit is legit. This and is a legit metal. It looks like it's weighing you down, homie. Yeah, man. Uh it kind of is. Um Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, in case you're wondering why you don't see Joel, he recently had surgery on his mouth, so it's really Ugh. hard for him to talk. And
1: um, I got a couple of wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah. By a couple, I mean all of them. And uh, He looks like Kanye right uh, now, guys. Well, I, I look I look more like Kanye on Saturday. I look a little bit better now, but <laughs> still not camera ready. Um, yeah. So I probably won't be as vocal this episode, a little bit more behind the scenes, but... Either way, that's why the show's called Sports with So So So. Right, right. And, <laughs> you um, tune in and listen to So So talk.
0: Facts, <laughs> facts, man. And um, bro, you know, back to the to the marathon. First of all, shout out to the wifey, you know, uh, for putting us through this ordeal and uh, really making it a big goal for us to accomplish. And it was dope, man, because it was a lot of inspiration out there. Um, you could have got that inspiration from anywhere, anybody that you saw or like. Eighteen countries represented, eighteen thousand runners. Like it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, but me personally, you know, I had set two goals for myself. Um, I had wanted to finish under two hours, right, and I wanted to finish averaging nine minutes a mile, and I was able to do that barely, but I was able to do that. I Finished at one fifty eight, and I averaged nine minutes exactly on the on the mile. So congrats, doggy. Thanks, bro. That uh, deserves one of these. Yeah, man. <laughs> And again, you know, the 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 medal is definitely worth it, but I feel like the biggest thing that I got out of that was the motivation, right? Um, there were a lot of people, a lot of uh, people who were pushing disabled people uh, and people in wheelchairs running, um, old ladies, old men. There was a 91 year old man who also finished the half marathon. Um, oh wow! Super impressive, bro. And just like I said, a lot of motivation out there, a lot of inspiration out there, and I uh, definitely felt that and used that as fuel. You know, to compete in the race and, and do my thing, bro. And and to be honest, bro, I didn't finish that bad, man. Um nah,
1: man, not at all. I think that's a huge accomplishment.
0: Yeah, bro. But but importantly, like for instance, um, out of nine thousand four hundred and twelve people I finished in that bracket, right? I finished two thousand one hundred and fifty-six, which is pretty good, right? Uh males thirty-five to thirty-seven. I'm not gonna tell you my age, but out of the eight hundred and fifteen, I finished three fifty-seven. Okay. You know what I mean. So like, I'm up there, dog. Like, yeah, you know no. what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't want to be just some average Joe out there running. You know what I'm saying. I wanted to prove myself that at Don't this you age, mean an average so. Yeah, something like that, right? An average so at this age, I wanted to prove that that I could do it. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely did it, bro. Nah, that's awesome, man. When, when's the next one then? When, uh, you gonna do this
1: every year? Is this gonna be a tradition for you and the wife?
0: Uh, probably, bro. We're probably gonna do at least a half marathon once a year, and um, definitely looking into running in. Uh, a charitable, you know what I'm saying? Like 5K, 10K, something like that, um, and just try to do something for charity. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. That's my plan this year, you know? So let's Love see what it, happens. Love it. Um, something we got to talk about, bro. Big news, man, that just happened with our our Dolphins. We got to right? lead off. We got to lead off with these guys. And they finally hired their her coach. Uh, head coach mike mcdaniel former offensive coordinator for the san francisco 49ers correct and um there's a lot of hype behind this guy right and for the most part we're trying to figure out whether the hype is going to really translate into immediate success you know and i had one of my close friends ask me today like what does that success mean to you right And for me, um, number one, him taking a job at 38 years old, that is such a high profile job, right? Because the Dolphins aren't like the Lions or the Browns or other organizations like that. The, The Dolphins are a very known franchise, right? Very valuable franchise. And there's always a lot of attention on that team, good or bad, right? So number one, he took that job at 38 years old and B, he takes it with the gaping hole that is our offensive issue, right? And him being such an offensive guy and offensive guru and coming from the Shanahan tree, you know what I mean? And, like, learning from the dad and then the son and working with the son everywhere he went, in Washington and in San Francisco. He worked with all all the time as a wide receivers coach, so he's really developed with that position, right? Running backs, they were able to find some and really be efficient. He took on... a big, big task. And for him to find immediate success, I think that's going to be him really turning this offense around. You know what I mean? You, you got an offense that's ranked 32 or 31st in major categories. And this guy's supposed to come in and fix that in one shot, right? He's supposed to make Tua that much better. He's supposed to find us a running back in the draft or in free agency. Um, he's supposed to fix the offensive line. He's supposed to make our wide receiver groups better or improve that whole group. That's a big task. You know, I don't know why, um, he would want to take it so soon. Obviously being a head coach is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You got to take that, but it's a lot to ask and him being that young and us being that desperate for, for that offense to be successful. Right. He's going to have a lot of pressure and that's going to start tomorrow when he gets announced in the or today, as you guys are hearing it, as he does the press conference and stuff like that. And I'll be interested to see what he has to say right on how he re- views the team and what direction he can take it, because that's going to say a lot about how we move this offseason. Right. Um, We're one of the teams that has the most Uh, cap room right we're gonna have a lot of money to spend in free agency and we also had the draft where we saw real recent success with guys that we've drafted in our last two drafts we got in wilkinson uh bakers come out uh wilkins i know i always do it to him dog um wilkins bakers is from the draft you know what i mean um we got waddle offensive rookie beast Phillips, Holland, two kids who are destroying it at their position right now. One was a daily, weekly starter for us. You know what I mean? The defensive side is set. The offense has always been the problem. Now we get this offensive coach, a young offensive coach, which is the quote-unquote trend. How is that going to translate? He's got to win games. This is already a team who's used to being in the playoff hunt, good or bad. A roller coaster of a season, right, where we suck in the beginning, but then we turn it on in the <laughs> second half. <laughs> but either way, we found ourselves in a position where if we had a little bit more success or a little bit more continuity in a position or something like that or in quarterback play, offensive line play, running back play, whatever, we would have probably been in the playoffs. Nine wins the previous year, ten wins this year. He can't just come in and win four games and have the offense look a little bit better. Now, if the offense comes in and it looks amazingly better, right, we go from being ranked 32 to rank 8th in the league and we still miss the playoffs, that's okay. But it's got to be one or the other. Either you take us to the playoffs immediately or you turn us into an offensive juggernaut immediately and we still miss off on the playoffs because the Bills are that much better, Um, Kansas City is that much better, Titans that much better, you name it, right? where it becomes harder to get into the playoffs because now you got to win 11, 12 games. Okay, that's cool, because that was the case this year. You needed 11 games in order to get into the playoffs. Can he do that? I don't know if he can do that in year one. Mm -hmm. Maybe year two, right? But this first offseason is going to show a lot about the direction we move, right? And whether or not it's worth it that we got this guy. Because had... Brian Flores been here. Maybe the offense starts to turn around eventually, whatever. But we still have that identity that we've talked about. Defense. Our our identity is defense. And on offense, our identity is running the game, running the ball, whatever. We might not be good at it, but it's we're going to try to run it 32 times per game. That's our magic number. We don't have that identity. We just lost that. A lot of the guys who were on that staff... Defensively for with Flores, they're gonna leave, right? They're not gonna stick around here and, and wait to be replaced. Um, you got a lot of guys on that defense that there's a lot of question marks whether or not they stay, right? Um, you and I talked about Agba and whether he's gonna stay on the on the roster, right? He's gonna be a free agent, he's looking to get some money. Um, what do we do with Howard? You know, do we stick to the same deal? Do we try to restructure his contract again? Do we give him a bigger incentive? How do, we, how do we avoid the Howard drama for the third offseason in a row? With a new head coach.
1: Mm-hmm. An offensive-minded head coach. An
0: offensive-minded head coach, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw a lot of people on Instagram and Twitter are excited about it. Um, the stats and the schemes that he has behind it are really impressive because – there's a, a list of quarterbacks that has guys like Matt Shaw, Matt Ryan on it, and uh, Jimmy G, right, who's going to be traded at some point by the 49ers. Um, all of those guys having their best seasons, right, under McDaniel. And him being a big part of that offense, right? We hear the quotes from Mike Kaczynski, the the fullback from the Niners, saying how, he, how much he was involved in, what type of big piece he was into becoming, like, a bigger part of the offense or say right he called some plays but some of the final play calls went to Shanahan obviously he's the head coach and now McDaniel stepping into this I wish the guy success and I really do think that he can fix some of our problems offensively but I don't know that he'll be able to do it in one shot and that's I feel like that's the bar right people expect him to come in and fix everything right away the offensive line figure it out the wide receivers, get rid of these guys. Find some new ones. Um the running back position, do we draft one? Do we sign? Do we buy one? A lot of tough questions. Tua. You know what I mean? Like what do we do with Tua? Does he, obviously he sticks with Tua, and he may, he's we know he's the starter, right? Because Ross came out and said it, hey, the, the next head coach has to be cool with Tua being the starter.
1: But I think that's ultimately why they decided to go with McDaniels. Right. Because right? we were able to see how creative he was in a, in San Francisco with, you know, the limited resources he had on offense. I mean, they, they had a different injury at running back every, day, other every year. game, right? And their receivers are a little questionable with the exception of, Debo Samuel, of course. Right, right. And that was exciting to see what he was able to do with Debo. And then obviously, one of the best tight ends in the league in George Kittle. Right. Well, we got Tua, who is, you know, uh, he is a, a former college champion. He's a first round pick. We got Jalen Waddle, first round pick. We saw what he was able to do last year. And we got Mike Gesecki. There's a couple tools there. Well, <laughs> for we don't to know. To work with.
0: Right. He has tools to work with, but. Um, sorry to cut you off, but to say that Michael Secchi a guaranteed lock here next year, we still don't know that, right? Because he wants to get paid, too, and his contract is up. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the money. He does. He does. Right. Because what he's given this offense has been obviously very, very um, consistent. Right. Very valuable. But. Does he deserve top five tight end money, top three tight end money? Probably not. Even though he could be one of those guys. I mean,
1: well, not top three. What are who are the top three tight ends in the league right now? Uh
0: we know it's Kelsey. We know it's uh the other dude from the 49ers. What's his name? Kittle. Kittle. And um There's one more. Who's the other one? Mark Andrews. Yeah. He's not one of he's not none he's of those not guys. He's not top
1: three, but I I, I may I mean He can maybe I make a top five. Maybe make a top five.
0: Maybe. But still, you're not gonna pay him top five money. You know what I mean? Especially if you you're, you're getting a new offensive head coach who may or may not like his style. You know what I mean? Like we're mm. going to see something brand new next year on the offensive side of the ball. I hope we need it. We need it because obviously we can't keep doing the same thing. Even if we try to do the RPO, it's like you can't do RPO. If there's no running back back there, Right. <laughs> you know, RPO doesn't work if you don't have linemen who can move and block and block period. It's going to be tough, man. I don't know where these guys are heading. Um, am I excited? Maybe not, because I want to see it, right? I want to see what happens in the offseason. What moves do we make? And I want to see it in the draft. What type of draft draft picks does he make? Him and Greer. Are they gonna be able to continue that success in the draft and really find gems? They found Mitchell in the sixth round. Find me one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be impressed. You hit on Waddle, that's a no-brainer. Yep. Uh you hit on Phillips. That's a no-brainer, in my opinion, right? Even in the second round, you look at Haaland and how good he was for him not to go in the first round, that's also a no-brainer. Yeah, you hit on those guys. Cool. Credit. But now go find the gem. You know what I mean? And and that's something that he has to do, and they haven't been able to do that. No coach has been able to do that here, especially on the more offensive side of the ball. We have one offensive superstar. That's Waddle. Everything else, question mark. Money questioning, uh, can he play question? Health question, how good is he question? Doesn't matter. Question mark. You know, and that's what it is right now with the Dolphins. We're at a question
1: mark. Yeah. Now, two things I'm I'm interested to see is <clears throat> number one, how how he's able to make those players better, like I mentioned earlier, you know, your Waddle, your Gaseki, your Tua, you know, really, really use those guys. And then the other thing that I want to see is does our defense then suffer? <clears throat> you know, do 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 we do we sacrifice our defensive identity for an offensive identity, and if is that a better thing in the long run, or are we able to maintain both? Yeah, right, like
0: that's going to be an in- interesting factor. Are we going to be able to maintain both? In my opinion, I think there will be a step back taken by the defense, and that's natural, right? Because you're not led by a defensive head coach who's putting that emphasis on the coach. The good thing about it is that the slip may be five percent, ten percent, depending on who we lose and keep and, and add to that defense, right? because the defense is that good and more than that the deep the defense is again really sturdy not a lot of injuries across it and these guys play that scheme well i'm sure that mcdaniel will find somebody who can f- use those guys in the same manner that flores did if not a little bit more interesting so it'll be interesting to see that um so a team that doesn't have a lot of questions about it a head coach and, and uh, no at all. <laughs> oh. At all, dog. It is a team that I love and is probably the most consistent team in South Florida sports. That's the
1: Miami Heat, dog.
0: Oh, yeah. Miami Heat killing it. Um, uh, Did a great job on the homestand the hold week on, before. Hold on. Well,
1: first of all, we got to shout out the boy. Coach oh, shout out to
0: you know what I wanted to save that for the end, but we'll do it right yeah, now. We
1: got to lead off with it. I mean, it only fits right that we you know we have a new coach. You know that that we're we're, we're we are we we do not have a, a huge expectation of. You know and we now we got a coach, see what he does, and then we have a guy that we know what we're gonna. Who's that the like mantle? And now he he was honored with you know which say whatever you want about all star games or whatever they don't matter, but. It's, a, it's an important, you know. Yeah, it's acumen, important. You know, and, and Coach Bolster over the weekend was announced as the, the head coach and his coaching staff as well. Correct. For uh, the Team Durant for the All-Star Game. The All-Star series, game. So.
0: Which um, usually goes to the team that ends in first place, right? When it comes to that certain type of point where they call it. Um, which is significant. That the Heat are the number one team on the, in the East. Right? That's the significant part of it. Because the true accolade, the true accolade that Eric Bolster deserves is the Coach of the Year Absolutely. Award. And he's been long overdue that award. He right?
1: deserved it two years ago. At least two years ago. But that's okay. They gave it to Nick Nurse that year,
0: I think? I don't know why. I don't know why. Go find where that guy is coaching. Wasn't
1: well, that the year that they... No, that wasn't the year that won the Lakers won that one. they won the year before. Go
0: find what that guy is doing right now. <laughs> All right? I, I guarantee you it's not what Spolster is doing. Having a team that's been going through hella injuries, um, inconsistent availability, covid protocols um signing g league players putting those guys into rotations turning no names into efficient role-playing individuals how this guy hasn't won a coach of the year award yet is baffling and if it does if he doesn't win it this year dog
1: well it depends lord help the
0: nba because the emails coming from sports with so so <laughs> is gonna be it depends. It depends on how the rest of the
1: season goes. But, nah, man. I mean, so far through the season, he's been able to do some impressive things as the head coach of that team, you know, with with stars, superstars that have been out, you know, for multiple weeks at a time and making do with unsung heroes, unlikely heroes like we've jarred. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, the, changing the rotations and, and adapting to, you know, the teams that he's playing against. He's he's doing phenomenal. I mean, you just said it. We're number one in the East. And, yeah, that's, that's the Heat players doing that. But the captain – is leading the way.
0: It's Absolutely. Coach Spo. It's Spo. Spo is the one who is the head of Voltron, right? <laughs> and he's the one who controls what the limbs do. You know what I mean? Because without his direction, right, and his coaching, the team would be lost, like. We're at 34 and 20 with, with 54 games played, right? 34 and 20. That's missing Lowry for more than 2 weeks, missing Jimmy for more than 2 weeks, missing Bam for almost 2 months missing hero for almost two weeks. Duncan having having the worst start to his season ever, right? And then you throw in guys having to play guys like Gabe Vincent. You're playing Caleb Martin. You're playing P.J. Tucker a lot. You're playing um, Max Struess a lot. Omar Yurtsevin. Yurtsevin. Dedman is playing a lot. Kyle Kyle who? Kyle Guy is playing a lot. Guys that you would never expect to be part of the rotation on any other squad these guys are not only playing for us, they're producing. And a lot of that comes from the coaching and the direction of of Spolstra, right? Because he's the one who's setting up these plays. He's the one who's recognizing the teams that he's playing against and uses that as his advantage in order to attack them. In the most efficient manner, because say what you want about the Heat, we're not a team who just goes crazy and shoots sixty threes a night like Golden State or or Atlanta, right? And other right. teams that are shooting the three ball left and right. No, we're in the forties, which is still a good amount of threes, but we're trying to be efficient. We got we still get a good amount of baskets in inside the paint. I think we're like inside uh, top ten when it comes to scoring in the paint.
1: Oh, that's thanks to Jimmy, though.
0: Yeah, that's Jimmy. That's Bam. That's Omar. That's Deadman. That's all these, that's Hero dunking a lot more this season. Caleb Martin finishing at the rim a lot. You know what I'm saying? Guys attacking the rim. And that's not just us. You can't just point at the end and say, oh, they're a three-point team. Not. Nah, we're a well-rounded team. You're going to have to defend us in multiple, multiple facets of the game. Three-point line, attacking, screenplay, all of that. And all of that comes from Spo um to talk about what the heat have done recently yeah let's get into that let's get into that we've been on our road trip four in the last they've played four games in five days and they've gone two and two right we lost at boston we got molly that was a big time loss 122 to 92 we then lost again against toronto in toronto 110 to 106 in a close game
1: both without kyle lowry
0: correct all these games without kyle lowry and then we Got a bounce back win against San Antonio, which is always good, Easy right? Dub. Easy dub, and then we got another good win against that Charlotte the, team that you were looking forward to. That, that, not that, a that good first, win. The, fa- the first uh, half nice, of that game was nice more
1: win. interesting than anything. We just we demolished them in that second half. Well, which just shows you know that they're they're, they're good. They have talent, but mm-hmm. they can't hang with us yet. No, it was an ass kicking, straight yeah, up. It was a, it was an ass
0: kicking. In the third quarter alone, we outscored. Coming out of the half, we outscored them thirty five to eight in that third quarter. Yeah. That just shows you like again the preparedness that a heat team comes out with in the beginning and in the half. We may not always learn like how to close out games, right? That's been an issue for us, but we're always coming out strong in the first and second part and second part of the half. Um, and in that half, particularly against Charlotte, it was it was just obvious how much offensively entwined the uh we were with defense because we had like three or four blocks in that period alone that led into fast breaks. One of them was bam, nasty ass block on the, on the glass, boom, passed it to the, to the break, got it out to hero. And then next thing you know, we got an easy layup. And then we're getting scoring easy buckets in transition. And when the, he get in transition like that, we're unstoppable, bro. Let me ask
1: you a question. So go ahead. Have you noticed, have you seen a difference in Bam Adebayo's play since he came back from injury?
0: I think he's, he's really stepped it up immensely dog immensely because in those games that that we mentioned those four games bama scored 20 points 20 points and 12 rebounds against charlotte 18 and 11 against san antonio right he had a rough night in toronto him and hero but actually he had a great night in toronto he had 32 points and 11 rebounds right four offensive rebounds at that and then the game against boston he just him and hero didn't have it they combined for like 25 points they were just both off but Bam has been so assertive,
1: right? And- There's another A word I, I would have used. What's that? Aggressive. Mm. And not in a bad way, man, because I have said on this podcast before, if we mm. go back, you know, that I question Bam sometimes, you know, with his size, how he, he gets to the rim and or, you know, the fact that he didn't get to the rim or go to the rim strong enough sometimes and, you know, he would just kind of settle for, like, a weird jump shot or an extra pass. Right. And in this, you know, at this comeback after this, you know, this time off from this injury in these few games, it's a small sample size. But so far what I'm seeing, dude, is he's coming out aggressive. No, He's playing that big man role bigger than anybody else on the, co- on the court with him. You know what I mean?
0: And, and the aggressiveness probably comes from him feeling like, damn, I haven't done enough. You know, I've missed time. I haven't been playing as well. I just haven't been. I haven't done enough. You know, and I'm trying to find the stat that I saw. It was nasty,
1: dog. Yeah, do your thing. No, but that—that's that, why I asked you that question. Is I've seen a little difference. Obviously, he—he's still playing like he's always played great, right? Right. But now I just think I feel like he's—he's he's taking it up a notch. You know, the fact that he had 32 points in that in that Toronto game, you know, where we lost. An I mean, aggressive
0: ass 32 points. It's like you said. Um, I can't find the staffer right now. But I if you look up what he's averaging, right, in this, maybe the last 10 games, you're going to see how crazy efficient he's been. And it's, it's, it's... <sighs> Bro, it's so refreshing. That's the word, dog. It's refreshing to see him oh, yeah. not stutter, not be unsure. Everything confident. he does is confident, whether he messes up or not, right? Because there are times where he's too giddy for a play or too excited about making a pass, and he messes it up. So whatever. You're going to live with that. But the fact that he's not hesitating and like thinking about it, he's just going right offensively defensively he doesn't care about playing of of conscious of fouls or how many points i have damn they're defending me this way he's just playing and that's when he's probably as most dangerous and right now that's what you're seeing from the heat we got lowry back in that in that san antonio game granted he only played a little bit barely even shot the ball i think he only took two, two shots that whole game played 25 minutes um but just his presence was enough to settle the the entire offense and settle the guys and be like all right Our dog's back. He's straight. Whatever he went through, he's going through. And we're here to support him. But he's going to be able to contribute. I think he had four assists that game. And then in that last game against Charlotte, you could tell he played really well. Because Lowry came back. And everybody else around him offensively skyrocketed. Everybody else. Bam had, uh, like I said, 20 and 12. Jimmy had 27 points. Right? 10 of 11 from the field goal. Uh, Hero had 19 points. 5 of 8 from 3. Everybody played that game. Right. Because it was a blowout, except for Hasman. he didn't play, um, which is kind of whack. But still, like everybody played that game. Right. And that just leads me to to believe that the rotation is at its peak. Everybody knows their role. Right. And more importantly, everybody is comfortable in their role. So I'm interested to see like how we take this break into the All Star break coming up and into the trade line deadline because they, they were mentioning the Heat but not enough for me to be interested right now. So
1: there was three guys. Uh, shout out to uh, Five Region Sports. I saw Ethan that. Um, PJ Washington was one guy that got thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you know the other two guys? I'd have to pull up the post, but. What are what are the chances the Heat would make a move? I don't think it's a there's a
0: real possibility because there was talks about Chris Wood, the kid from Houston. I don't think he's a beast, obviously, but I don't think Houston would give him up without wanting one of our raw players in return, and I don't think that's just doable right now for any Heat fan, right? Um, even with those guys that you, that you're gonna pull up right now,
1: uh, Nick Batum was another one.
0: Right, none of those guys really impressed me right now. Yeah. Uh- Enough to say, yeah, I'm willing to give away a piece who I have chemistry with and send them somewhere else for a new guy to try to build this chemistry with being the number one team in the East. If you're talking about the 13th guy on the roster, if we're trading Kyle guy for another Kyle guy, yeah, okay, I'm cool with that. Do that all day. But I'm not trading a rotational guy like Duncan or uh, you know what I mean? Like
1: not for any of those guys. Not no. for any one of those no, guys. You know not. what I mean? Like. Absolutely
0: not. So even with Duncan struggling, I still value him with his chemistry and what well, he I mean, offers on the court, right? Because we know that he can hit it. He's we, been doing better recently. He's been doing playing a lot better recently. But we, we know that he can hit it in big clutch moments. Right. And him being on the floor, he feels more comfortable. Guys around him feel more comfortable. Yeah. Duncan's so not going nowhere. He's mama. not going anywhere. $90 million. That's, why I don't think he's down. that's why I don't think we're trading. We're, that's why I don't think we're trading. He's our only tradable real asset and we're not trading that guy. So yeah. I don't see us making moves, man. So um,
1: so I just got an, I just saw right now that uh Tyler Hero's out out tonight, tonight's game against uh Washington. So by the time you're listening to this you would have already seen it. You would have seen Hill, that. Didn't play a lot of size <clears throat> game. But, yep. <clears throat> what do we got next coming up for the Heat?
0: Well, we got Washington tonight, and then uh, on Thursday we play New Orleans again on the road, right? The last two games on the road uh, before we have a big home game on Saturday night, 8 p.m. against. The Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant. Struggling.
1: Uh, the struggling Brooklyn Nets. Uh,
0: still out. Eight-game losing streak. Right. And uh, they oh, still Hard, got Harden. Harden wants out. Harden is a lot of rumors Just about him too. wanting out. A lot of rumors about Kyrie, whether he's really putting in his best effort to play and how I mean, good. it's
1: not fair to him, though. He, he only gets to play in games that is not in New York. I
0: hear you, dog. But at the same time, when you're a professional making millions, millions, and you got other superstars who you made like a G-code pack on the, like outside of the NBA, like... That's a different story. Yeah,
1: hey, bro. That's his values, bro. No, we will we, we, we don't gotta get in there. But, but
0: that's part of it, you know what I mean? And him and and him just being a head case doesn't add to his cause at all, right? Right. So you got this whirlwind of media attention in the most negative way surrounding Brooklyn, and they're, like you said, they're struggling. They're on an eight-game losing streak, right? We, we've already beat them once And we've already beat them once when, with Kevin Durant. Had Kevin Durant. Right, Durant. and now with no Kevin Durant and us looking like the, the the studs that we're looking like. We're about I, to
1: extend that losing streak for it's them. It's a big
0: game for us to win, right? You you and I would both agree that that's a big game for us to win. And um, hopefully we get it done, Doug, and I'll be watching on Sun Sports because... I don't watch on ESPN or none of that bullshit. You mean Valley Sports? Valley Sports. I, nah, I keep it G, dog. It's Sun Sports to me. <sighs> Bro, I can't really it. I struggle. Valley I still, sounds weird and weird. Dog, looks I still weird.
1: struggle. I still struggle to watch freaking Heat games, dog. Hey, I got to you know, go to people's Wait, houses. we rewind
0: there, right there. Go back. Now press play. Now pause it right there.
1: <laughs> no, nah, nah, not even, bro. It's like, I, like I don't have you know. Comcast and I don't have like the Fox Sports app. Or, I have, I have Hulu, dog. And I used to be able to watch my Heat games on Hulu. I used to get the notification. I was, yeah, I remember, you know, I Hey, remember. the Heat the Heat game is starting. You know, tip uh, yeah, off is yeah. starting or whatever. And they're like, oh shit, just open it up and I'm, I'm on the game immediately. Now it's like I gotta go through, like you know, I gotta Ambation. go to a bar to watch it. I gotta go to a friend's house to watch it. I gotta go to a special website to watch it. It's like unless you're paying two hundred strug- bucks a month for Comcast, struggle, dog. You know, uh, they got to change those TV rights, man.
0: Yeah. I don't see that happening anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Um, I
0: wanted to talk a lot about the Panthers today, but honestly, they haven't been up to a lot. We had Hoover though in the all-star game. Um, and he played well. Uh, I think he had a goal and an assist. Um, Played it was fun for him to go out there. Uh he was in the fountains of um fountain face off where they pretty much had to like
1: That was shoot. so cool. It
0: was super cool, right? Where they were they're pretty much standing on like an island and they have to throw or pa- shoot past into other little islands that are around there and do it in a certain amount of time with like five five or seven hockey pucks. Um, and obviously Huber, though was not interested in really participating. He took his sweet time and he ended up in last with thirty nine point nine seconds, something like that. Yeah, that's just like Ty- Tyreek that. That's
1: just like Tyreek Hill in the Pro Bowl, not, not running, running. You know, those it's dudes like, are not there it's for so that. So whack, dude. Like he's for, there to play in it. These All Star games are so whack, bro. Right, man. They're, the only all star game that it was worth a shit is the MLB All-Star game. That's
0: it. And then, and even still, it gets a little boring, right? Because the game can get a little boring. But even still, they found yeah. ways to make it creative, and that's what I feel like the NFL and and NBA should like, and, and even the NHL, yeah, make it creative, bro. Steak
1: like some, yeah. Like the thing with the MLB is, you know, whoever they get, what home field advantage, the the conference, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Whether it's the National League what? or the American right. League, that's who's going to have home field for the World Series ultimately, I think, or whatever. Correct. But you know, at the same time, it's like you know they get all these All Star pitchers out there, and these guys are only throwing one inning. That's it. And they're All Stars. They don't want Want nobody throwing, you know, hitting off of them. So they're throwing heat, you know what I mean? And then you have these all-star stud batters that are out there wanting to hit jacks, and right. it's exciting. It's more exciting. No boring. The all-star game format is the most exciting one out of all the. Don't get me
0: sports. wrong. The the NHL all-star game itself was pretty entertaining, right? Because it's hockey. They're playing hockey. It's entertaining. Um, but the rest of the activities around it were kind of whack. Not really entertaining. Um, same thing with goes with the NBA, right? Like the dunk contest. People used to like go all out and stuff like that, and really make an effort to go see it. And now it's not doesn't have that same type of oomph as it did. Before before because we feel like it's already a little bit watered down they need to switch it up change the rules change the format something just make it more creative
1: the highlight of the nhl all-star weekend though was trevor zegras what do you do tell the people you see i'm sure you've seen it by now but he dressed up in the average joe's uniform oh yeah and he had and that sick he goal. put on a blindfold yeah and did an amazing sequence but i'm kind of suspect with the, the blindfold goal. though cause... son I'm, I'm just saying. Son, if you look... I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> I
0: saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Oh, you saw it? I saw it. I saw it. In-
1: incredible. But incredible that's why skill.
0: It's super incredible skill. That's why I, I kind of feel like the blindfold was a little suspect because... It's a white blindfold. He has it like kind of loose. It's not too tight, so
1: call it what you want, dog. But it's
0: an awesome goal, and he got the goalie. The and the goalie knew where the puck was, so and he still couldn't stop
1: it. Amazing! It was a really Amazing.
0: incredible goal, dog. That
1: was the highlight for me of the for weekend, sure for NHL weekend. But. And
0: and you know, for the Panthers, it sucks because we're not going to be able to see them in action until February February eighteenth, which is pretty much like two weeks from now, um, when they take on Carolina. Uh, Like I said, they're going to be on an extended break. Everybody in hockey is recovering, and they're going to have some games played that need to be made up before that. Um, But our Panthers will be back in in action against Carolina, and then uh, we'll we'll see how they do.
1: That gives us plenty of time to pick a game to go for. Yeah,
0: and it's a good, nice stretch of games, too, that we'll be able to see before we have to talk about them again. They'll be playing at Carolina, at Minnesota. And at Chicago. Nice little road trip right hell there. Yeah, yeah. Tough little road trip. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, man. Um, You, you guys are probably why, wondering why all this UM stuff is, like, around here. Because I felt like we needed to give them a little shout-out on this podcast. Both programs, the basketball, the football program and the uh, basketball program, have been really excelling as of late. Uh, the UM men's basketball team, 16-7. and seven, On the year fourth in the ACC, huge wins against Duke, against North Carolina, games that we've talked about. Um, And Coach L just doesn't, I feel like he never gets enough love, especially from us, right? So this is a great opportunity to give this guy a huge shout out because um, they've gone on a two game losing streak, but they're facing a lot more ACC play coming up. And I just feel like these guys always do well in the ACC, um, which probably primes them for a good run in the ACC championship uh, tourney. And even for the NCAA tournament, I really feel like the Hurricanes got. A good shot of making the NCAA tournament 16 and 7. Um, so what, nice. What's
1: what, what's it going to take? Because I, ha- I haven't, I don't know how it works. You know, I know it's 64 teams for the right Marchman, it's for the bracket, and all that. But what is it going to take for because I mean, the ACC is, is that's where basketball runs through, right? Right. You got Louisville, you got Kentucky, you got Duke, you got North Carolina. Like, those are all like the don't get me traditional wrong, like powerhouses. Like, what's it going to take for UM to make? a big splash this year in the NCAA March Madness tournament.
0: If, if they wanted to make a big, big splash, they would go out there and win the ACC tournament, right? Because there's a lot of good teams in there. FSU, we lost to them twice this year. Both mm-hmm. games are under, under just one-point games, right? And they're ranked uh, really highly, uh, you know, not ranked. They're not ranked yet, but they're just highly uh, touted team, right? Because people know how tough they play, and they're playing in the ACC, which yeah. is tough, right? You got teams in the... Uh, in the big 12 and in the pac 10 that are n- winning a lot of games. So you're going to have to have a good record. They're on pace for that 16 and seven, really good for facing the tough opponents that you've paced, faced this year. Right. And being in the ACC um, on top of that, they're going to have to make a real good run and possibly win the ACC tournament in order to get a, guarantee yourself a berth. because you got to remember anybody who wins their, their tournament, you're getting an automatic birth into the, into the bigger tournament right you win your uh, uh pac-10 big 12 AC, uh, acc aac uh what's the other one the non-conference atlantic whatever all these other little uh divisions if you win that you automatically get a berth so for the canes for them to really have a good shot at doing that for me i feel like they got to win the acc tournament and it's doable right it's doable because we know that we can beat duke we know that we can beat north carolina we know that we can hang with fsu we know we can hang with a team like syracuse a team like georgia tech guys who have really good history in the in the tournament we feel like we're at that level the guys that we have right now are really um excelling so i I really give coach A a shot at that and um as far as the football program goes we made two big hires We hired an offensive coordinator, right, who is Josh Gates, uh, a former Broyles Award winner, which goes to the top assistant in the nation. So last year that gentleman from Michigan won, and we stole him from there. And hired him as the offensive coach, which is huge, right? Because we wanted somebody who was proven, somebody who was going to be able to take the talent that we currently have and really take them to the next level, right? Really put that college, uh, that pro style offense to use and really take advantage of the talent that we got. We got Van Dyke, we got that Garcia kid at uh, the quarterback position, we even uh, got that recruiting. So Cristobal has been doing an amazing job of getting the players, right, the talent, and now he's put both the offensive and defensive side of the football on high alert to say, all right, this is the level of expectation that we have. They removed the turnover chain, which I was happy to see go, right, and the touchdown rings and all that shit um, because it didn't mean anything right now, right? There's no reason to have a turnover chain if we're getting a turnover and we're still losing. It games. was
1: it was it was a good idea when it first started, and it right. was it was a great you know you know motivation motivational piece, but it, you know it got lost. And, Correct, and, and I think that was the best thing they did was to just remove it altogether.
0: A- absolutely right. So now he puts the emphasis on on uh, on defense, right, and actually executing and playing well. And once you get that, you get the program to the next level right we hired Kurt Ke- kevin Steele as a defensive coordinator we got him from maryland so now we got two guys from good programs right maryland is a g- really good program and we also got the dude from michigan we got two coaches right who aren't just former quarterback coach or former wide receiver coach no we had guys who were the best at their position right we had a guy who actually won an award which is the dude uh josh gates um and uh, Gaddis, sorry, I kept saying Gaze. It's Gaddis, um, a guy who won top assistant. So he's not just a whatever coach, right? Or he's not good because Harbaugh says he's good. He's good because other coaches around the nation recognize this guy as being one of the best that you can have in your program. So you have a guy like that. You add a guy like Kevin Steele, who's highly touted as a defensive coordinator, and give those guys those type of weapons that we have on the on the staff on the team right now. I really, really feel like this UM year could be something special. It has the 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 makings of something special, you know? Um, I'm, It's too early to call where it's going to be, right? Yeah. But it really has the making of something special because we haven't seen this in a real long time where you have a strong head coach, strong offensive coordinator, strong defensive coordinator, and then you add that with a bunch of talent from around the nation. This guy's been getting... Uh, kids to transfer schools or flip from Oregon and all these West Coast schools, linemen and stuff like that that don't normally come to UM, to come and say, yeah, I'm going to UM, that's huge. I feel like this dude is really putting something together that's going to explode, you know what I mean? And it's going to explode fast. So if you're a Hurricanes fan, be excited. Um, If you haven't got your season tickets yet, you're slipping. (laughs) <laughs> um, because FSU is coming this year, and we know that that's going to be a huge game. They're invested in their program. They yep. beat us last year. We, we got something to look forward to with our new coach and with the staff that we have. So we're going to have to step up and really play well at home. And I don't know, man. Something about this year really this, has that.
1: Is the U back?
0: No, hell no. We're not back. Oh. We're not back oh. until we win the ACC. I love it. You want to be back? I love that. Go win the ACC.
1: But there is a plenty of excitement. There's plenty the of
0: excitement. You know, legitimate excitement, right? Legitimate excitement. Um, Before we wrap up, Doug, let's close off with this Super Bowl pick, Doug. Oh, that's right. That's this weekend. This weekend, man. The biggest se- game of the season. Uh, <laughs> sadly, football is... Officially, quote unquote, over my, on Sunday.
1: My depression begins in exactly one week. But if you know the NFL, like we know the
0: NFL, you know that the NFL never turns off, baby. It's twenty four seven. Because as soon as the Super Bowl is over, it's free agency time. Yep. You know what I mean? Off and season, off season, and and as a Dolphins fan, right? Albeit, I'm like at a level two right now instead of a ten. Um, there's a lot to look forward to. Yep. Drive off season. We got money. Like there's a lot to look forward to as a as a Dolphins fan in the off season. But before we get to that, let's get to the Super Bowl picks, man. We got the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles, which makes this the second year in a row we have a team hosting. The Super
1: Bowl in at, their at, own stadium. After it never happened before, never happening before. That's uh, crazy. No, yeah, back yeah, to back, twice in a row. I saw the funniest, <clears throat> the funniest meme from NFL memes IG. Uh-huh. That was like the NFL statement or whatever. That was like, oh, oh. like we've re- <laughs> we realized that you know this has never happened or whatever. So in order to ensure that you know this never happens again from now on, we're gonna make sure that the the Super Bowl is hosted at Hard Rock Stadium. And I saw it at the stadium Dog. too. <laughs> trying us, dog hey try it's, it's, if it's so funny it's not a try accurate it's not a try it's oh very God. accurate so oh it's not a God. try trying us. um but no hell yeah man super bowl sunday this sunday yeah. you know get your wings ready get your dip ready get your beers on ice you know make sure you turn down the music for the commercials it's one of the best days of the year in my opinion you know, i mean there's a reason why the super bowl gets so many eyeballs Facts. on it right um, and then the fact that we have, you know, this this super team, Los Angeles Rams, Oof. right, Move from St. Louis a couple of years to Los Angeles. Who Los Angeles doesn't really have diehard fans; they have a bunch of transplants, right? Trade for places. Beckham. They 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 get. OBJ this season, trade they for get Stafford. Stafford this season, trade for um, Von Miller. Miller this season, Sheesh. I mean? and that's adding already to their additions of Aaron Donald and bringing uh, back Ramsey and bringing back Weddle out of retirement. I mean, Sheesh. it's it's they're stacked, Everybody, right? They're stacked. everywhere. So clearly, they're the favorite. Having
0: the the leading wide receiver this year in Cooper Cup. Oh, I
1: didn't even mention that. Sheesh. I mean, they're they're they are the favorite, the outright favorite in the Super Bowl. Favorite, but bro. there's something about These bangles. Joey Badass, man. Joey B, man. Joey Joey B is buzzing, and everybody's loving it.
0: Bro, what what that kid has done as a Bengals quarterback is short of amazing. Because if you think Bengals, yeah, man, in his second year, if you think Bengals took that team to a Super Bowl, dog. Because if you think Bengals, you think just garbage, garbage, like straight garbage. They've had real good players, right? Forever. They had their run when they uh, had Carson Palmer. They had Boomer Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco, who's been Zada. You know, they've always had had, had good players, good runs here and there. Good, good players. Always had good players, but they were never like a team to be feared. Now, you, you got Joey Badass out there taking this team to the Super Bowl. And don't forget. Sheesh. Jamar Chase. Chase. A guy we could have been. A, it could have been a dolphin. I mean,
1: that's the only guy that, that, that this year, I'm like, you know what? That's the only guy I would have taken instead of Waddle. There's Maybe. nobody else in the draft that I would have taken instead of Waddle except for hey, Chase. But, but.
0: Maybe in, in retrospect, I feel you. But maybe water could have been what Chase is right now. Right. With, with that, a, with with a that guy like with, team? With the team. If you,
1: uh, if you with, swap them, you think that that's the case? Absolutely, man.
0: Because I think water is that talented when you can do what he did on a bad offensive team, dog.
1: Yeah. Like a bad and you're yeah, the target. Imagine putting him on a, on the AFC champions. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? You put him on a really good team with a real running game and a real quarterback mm-hmm. and another target on mm-hmm. the other side. Yep. So that's my thing, right? Um, and we'll maybe this next year will be that year that we get to see that from Waddle. Um, but, yeah, man, the Super Bowl, I feel like it's going to be dope. The halftime show, Dr. Dre, dope Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Bly, uh, Eminem, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Like, mm-hmm. a lot to look forward to, bro. Uh, this Super Bowl Sunday, I feel like it's going to be great. Hopefully, the game is just as great. And... F- I'm going to let Joel make his pick first yeah. because
1: I usually go first. That's that's all you hope for, man, is a good game. I mean, right? the, play- the playoffs have been fantastic. Aside from the first round of the playoffs where we had all these lopsided victories – you know, after that, it was all nail biters and, and field goals, you know, straight was up the, the winners, you know, and that's what you want to see. You want to see competitive games. You want to see the best teams out there and you want it. You don't want to see, you know, if, if it's going to be a shootout, that's one thing. But you want to see a good balance, you know, team all around. And for sure, that's what we got. And um yeah, we got we got the Rams. You know, they're the favorites. Um I've been saying for a while now that, I, you know, out of the people left, I, I would like for Stafford to win one, man. After everything he had to go through It'd be nice. in, in Detroit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, never bitching, ne- never. You know, playing hurt, still, yep. you know, leading that team, you know, doing everything that he could to try to just – have a winning record, and never making it to the playoffs or, or, or having any significant win, really. So I'm like, you know what, man? A guy like Stafford, that that guy deserves it. Why? Because as a Marino fan, you know, that's the one thing that we always wish Marino would have had. You know, yeah. Marino dominated in the 80s and 90s, but never he had never that. got that Super Bowl ring, man. And unfortunately, you know, he, although he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback, that Super Bowl ring, man, it just, it just means so much. And that's why I, initially I was like, man, I really want Stafford. I yeah. really want Stafford to win. But... With Who are you picking, said, dog? Who are you picking, dog? I love me an underdog, bro. So? And that swagger that Joey B carries with Jamar Chase, I'm going to have to go with the Bengals. There you go, dog. I'm going to have to go there you with go. the Bengals. There you go. I can see that. I can see the Bengals
0: winning, dog. Um, I can see the Bengals winning. But I feel like the Rams are just that much better, you know? And they're going to be able to execute a little bit better than than the Bengals in order for the Bengals to win again which I won't be surprised if they win but in order for the Bengals to win I feel like uh Joey Badass has to have a badass game yeah he throws for 380 something yards with four touchdowns zero picks and he balls out and he's able to control all of that from the get-go I don't think he can do that against that good of a Rams defense right um but who knows man that long wow. halftime is always a game changer <laughs> let so me, let
1: me let me be clear who do I think is gonna win? The Rams, right? Who do but do I you're want picking, to win? You're picking the Bengals. There we go. You're picking the Bengals. I hear I gotta, you. Doug. I gotta root for the underdog, but man. I'm gonna take I the Rams. I've been underdog my whole life. I, you feel, you.
0: I feel you, dog. Um, but I, I just gotta go. I gotta go with Stafford, dog. For all those reasons that you stated,
1: and, and I can't hate on that. And, and,
0: and truth be told, I'd like Beckham to win. I like a guy like Cooper Cup to win. I like to see a guy like Robert Woods who's been a beast for the Rams, right, finally get a, a championship ring, albeit not playing, right, because he hurt himself earlier in the season. But he was killing it while he was playing. This Rams offense was unstoppable. The reason the way they got OBJ is because Woods went down. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he he's, he deserves that win too or to have that acknowledgement. No, so. nah,
1: not just that. And I, I think that those guys don't even matter so much for me as, as Stafford does. But the other guy that does that, I'm like, you know what, it would be great for him to win one as far as, you know, to get that redemption would be Aaron Donald, man. Cause that guy is literally the best defensive player in the ever, league. Ever.
0: Ever, dude. And ever. Ever. He's such a beast. Without
1: star. a question. And you know, it's it'd it be it be dope. I mean, either way, bro, like I said, I just want a good game. It's, I just it, don't want this to be one of those, you know, 41 to 7. Right. You know no, mean? and like, I don't
0: think it'll be that either. I think that it will be a good game, right? And the the dopest thing about this Super Bowl is gonna be a brand new winner, right? Not a Tom Brady, not somebody we expected. Two unexpected teams to get there. Two great yep. stories and two really great teams. And we're going to see a really good game. A really good game. I really am confident in that, dog. Yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm sticking with the Rams, dog. Love it, man. Putting I you down for the, for the Rams. I'm putting you down for the Rams <laughs> slash Bengals,
1: okay? I just want them to have fun. I know? hear you, dog. I hear you. I just want everybody to have fun. I hear you, dog. You know
0: what I want you guys to do? I want you guys to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend about this amazing podcast that we got going on, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, nobody else is doing this in Miami like we are. Nobody's out there running half marathons, Hmm. getting awards. Okay, they ain't doing that. Getting wisdom teeth taken out and still jumping, still recording. You know what I'm saying? Like out here repping the U. Both programs, it's not just football. You know what I'm saying? It's basketball, football, soccer, volleyball, whatever. We We rep the U. You know what I mean? Like we do Miami sports, y'all. And all you got to do is tell a friend about this amazing podcast. Follow us on social media sports with social podcast and make sure you hit that follow button on youtube comment and subscribe y'all We
1: need it y'all we need it
0: and until next time peace,
1: peace.